McDermott's down on the ice. Down ball. Here comes Shovel Day. He'll be thrown out of the game. Shovel Day. Now Joseph gets into it. Curtis Joseph grabs Shovel Day. And the two goalies go at it. Head to head. And Joseph with three great rights to Shovel Day. They're nose to nose. Jason Twist. They're going to let him go. Curtis McKenzie yeah. wants a piece of he's someone gonna, here. He's going to get a piece of Ryan Reeves. Yeah. If he wants him, he's going to get him. Here they go. He's going to get him. This is a college. Reeves. It's the deal. comes to this. now. With Finley, Bronger, and Terjan, you know we can Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Season 6, Episode 29, Franchise Episode number 132 of Let's Go Blues Radio. And if you're keeping count, the sixth episode of the Talkin' Blues Summer Interview Series that I have started this summer, and uh, I've enjoyed it. I don't know about you, but I think I've enjoyed it, and I think uh, the guests I've had on so far have had a good time with it. And we're going to have a good one here today, because this, uh, this was a fun interview to conduct. Uh, before we get into that, I do want to ask if you could, as I do every week, please subscribe to our show on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Plex if uh, you're on any of those. We always overlook Stitcher. That's a big spot that we're actually on for those of you who have Stitcher. So make sure you check us out there too because... Uh, we never mentioned that we're on there, but we've been on there for years and years. Uh, so don't forget that we're on there as well as Google Play, iTunes, and Plex. Uh, you can also listen to us, of course, at letsgoblues.com slash radio. And if you are on iTunes, which, judging by most podcasts, about 75% of our audience is... Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you like us, if you like what you're hearing, whether it's these shows or our typical shows during the season, uh, tell us what you like about us. And if there's something we can change, we'd love to hear from you too. Uh, but um, yeah, that that uh, the five-star rating or four-star, whatever you want to give us, please give us five. Uh, it actually does help with getting more people to find us. And that's really... Right now, the best way for people, for podcasts to grow is through people finding them on iTunes because of good ratings. So uh, if you want us to grow, as we've been around since 2011, uh, longest-running blues podcast, we'd be happy to uh, get some more people to to climb on for next season because uh, we've got some things planned for next season that I'm pretty excited about when Kurt and Bill rejoin the show. So our guest this week is Mr. Blues Hat from Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, get on there to follow this guy. He's a lot of fun. Uh, he's participated in our shows a couple times. He tweets in during the live shows a lot. And uh, someone I've known since about 2013, I think, was when he opened his uh, Twitter account. And just a, a fun guy. Uh, total, total asshole. But that's what he's going for. So I think he'll take that as a compliment. Uh, he's a season ticket holder, uh, often a contributor to St. Louis Game Time. We've had Brad Lee on the show already, 
So this is our second game time guy. Uh, as we get into in the interview, he talks about how he actually started with game night review, which is what game time was uh, before the 0405 lockout. Uh, Mr. Blues Hat also, for those that follow him on Twitter and maybe even Facebook, I don't know, I don't even know if I follow him on Facebook, he has started a movement of sorts uh, to save Angela. Hashtag save Angela is for Angela Sharp. For those who don't know, if, if you're not in St. Louis, you don't attend games, she is the in-game host at Scott Trade, now Enterprise. She has not been offered to come back uh, this upcoming season. And she's been doing it for, I believe, 10 years now. And uh, someone, I believe, does a wonderful job with it. There's a lot of people that, that do the rink announcing, not just St. Louis, that I've been to games, and, and I just do not like the job they do. Um, Angela's an exception. Uh, she used to do River Otters games, which I used to go to those games all the time because I used to live pretty much in the backyard of the family arena. And she was the rink announcer there, and I thought she did a great job then, and I was excited when she joined on with the Blues. So, yeah, save Angela. If you're a big fan, um, you can kind of listen into this interview to find out what you can do to help to hope that Angela will come back. And also stay tuned... Uh, to future shows because Angela and I have been in conversation. As I said, I've known her for a long time, and she has actually said she wants to come on the show as well this summer. So probably going to have Angela on as soon as she gets back to St. Louis. She does Tampa Tampa Bay uh, Rays games over the summer. Uh, Same gig she does for the Blues, just goes to Tampa. You know, that sounds like a horrible life, doesn't it? Uh, So she will, uh, as soon as she gets back to St. Louis again here in a couple weeks, She's going to come on the show, so it'll be fun to kind of talk to her about what Mr. Blues had has started and and what she thinks, and, and hopefully this will help get her back at the Enterprise Center next year. So again, Mr. Blues Hat, guy who's hilarious to follow on Twitter, great memes, great posts during games, uh, season ticket holder for as long as I've known him, and obviously longer as we get into. So uh, enjoy this interview with Mr. Blues Hat. This is Jeff from Let's Go Blues Radio, the summer interview series, and today I'm joined by somebody you know on Twitter. They're a contributor to St. Louis Game Time, a fellow Angela Sharp lover, beer connoisseur, thorn in St. Louis Blues media's side, and a man about town. That is a self-written introduction, by the way. Mr. Blues Hat on Twitter. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. You weren't supposed to tell everybody that I wrote that myself. Okay, we'll we'll record it before we get uh, oh, we'll before I it. distribute. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, right. Exactly. So first, I want to talk about uh, the one thing I mentioned, fellow Angela Sharp lover, because we both are Angela Sharp lovers. Uh, you have started a movement of sorts on Twitter. Hashtag save Angela, and that's Angela with two L's. Can you explain what this is all about? Uh, yeah, so I had uh, I had seen this kind of coming for the last several years. Um, I, I I know Angela uh, speak to her pretty regularly uh, as a season ticket holder. Um, we we've become sort of uh, friends. 
Um, and I've also got some some insight uh, with some people with inside the Blues organization. And I've just seen over the over the past few years, there's there's been sort of a inside movement to uh, reduce her role and maybe bring in some some other uh, people with some maybe that hit some different demographics for them. Um, and culminating with this off season, uh, she has yet to be uh, you know offered a contract for next season. Uh, which is which is generally unusual, um, and I just feel you know a, a, again as a season ticket holder, as a friend, as a fan, um, you know, she's been the the voice of the Blues uh, not only at the games but at remotes and commercials and radio and all the things that she's done, and uh, I, I just didn't think it was fair that uh, they're not really uh, actively looking to bring her back. Um, you know, after all she's done. So I, I just wanted to, to put it out there and, and give the fans a chance to vote with their, uh, on Twitter, kind of with their uh, digital voice as it were, and, and let the blues know that there are a number of people out there that enjoy what she does and, and uh, you know, consider bringing her back. So this has been going on now for, I believe about a week, week and a half. Um, have you heard any feedback on, if this is culminating at all with the blues. No, I haven't heard anything from within the organization, good or bad. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know whether we're reaching the, the people that, that we need to, uh, you know, may, maybe I'll need to, to step up my efforts. Uh, but I have been in contact with Angela and uh, she, she is just taken aback by uh, the support that uh, has been poured out to her over, over Twitter. Uh, she's told me she's read each and every comment that that's been posted and uh, no matter what the outcome is, she's, she's proud of the, the job she's done and she's very humbled by the support that she's gotten. How did you become friends with Angela? It's just, uh, you know, I've been a season ticket holder for 21 years and again, she's at different events and I'm at all the games and, you know, we've, we just crossed paths kind of casually at, at first and, you know, she would recognize me as a season ticket holder and, you know, we would just talk here and there and, uh, you know, eventually over time, it just kind of, you know, blossomed into more of a friendship. So, so your thoughts on the in-game production outside of Angela, obviously we both agree she does a great job, but in terms of the music play, the hype man, um, any other hosts they've brought in, maybe the, the playoff light shows they've done, what are your thoughts overall on blues in-game production? Um, you know, it, it's, it's tough. I, I understand from an entertainment standpoint that, uh, you know, I'm obviously not the only voice that's there. Um, and they, there's other demographics that they try to reach. I, I get that. Um, a lot of people, I think maybe from my post frame me as kind of a, you know, old school anti new kind of guy, which is really couldn't be further from the truth. I, I, I really like new things. Um, but I also like and respect tradition. Um, there, there's a way to bring in new elements to the game without crapping all over tradition. Um, and, and so, you know, there's there's some things that I kind of, you know, maybe I don't like that uh, the music goes a little more modern than I'm used to. But, uh, you know, that's that kind of stuff doesn't really get to me too much. It's It's more the things that just get beat into the ground or when you, you know, crap on tradition that things that don't need to be fixed that get tinkered with. That's the kind of thing that aggravates me. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the woos? 
Um, you know, considering every uh, hockey team, every baseball team, every football team, probably every sports team of any denomination uh, does and, and overuses that, um, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people agree with you. You know, uh, and again, I, I get it. Things are trendy. Things are hot in the moment. Uh, but to the, at the point you they become overused, uh, it, it's it's time to back away from that. I, I agree with you 100%. First time ever, I think, actually. <laughs> you just uh, don't want to admit it. You uh, love everything that I say. Oh, that's not true. It's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what made you start this Twitter account so many years ago? 2013, I believe, correct? Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, it really grew sort of organically, as a lot of viral things do. Um, it, it harkens back to when uh, you know the, the Blues ended up uh, going on a pretty good win streak uh, during that period, and during that period, Hitch was wearing his you know ball cap, which he had really prior to that had not worn very often. Uh, I think one of the uh, one of the uh, sports writers had had snapped a picture of that, and uh, we just kind of jumped on that and started posting, and it just went on from there. Hmm. So your account is known for being a pretty cynical account. Uh, would you say you're as cynical in real life? I, I think the account. I mean, unless you're just really super good at. Uh, at, at acting completely different than you are in real life, uh, which which some people are, uh, but I think in my case it's probably just a real amplification. Uh, I, I'm I'm a little bit of a curmudgeon, a little little bit cynical uh, now and again, um, and and I think it just kind of gives me an outlet to uh, in, increase that, and uh, you know apparently people are are on board with that. Well. So, as we said earlier, you contribute to St. Louis Game Time, and, and I know that you've been a contributor pretty much since it started as Game Night Review back in the 90s. Um, what do you contribute now, and what have you contributed to them in the past? Um, it's always pretty much been comedy of some form. Um, I I would write an article here and here and again in, in the original Game Night Review versions, um, but I would contribute to top 11 lists and, and kind of the record win stuff and, uh, you know, little, little quips here and there. Um, and you know, I did that throughout the Game Night Review era. Um, didn't contribute as much during the Gallagher area, uh, the era. And um, I'm not sure why that is other than maybe just uh, fatigue from, from the previous years possibly and, you know, discussed over the, the – blackouts um so you know i picked it back up in uh in the bradley era uh after a few years after he had taken over um again kind of the same thing just contribute comedy bits here and there uh i guess uh, a few years ago I, I was more into writing sort of uh, every every game or every few game uh kind of comedy bits but uh I just kind of wherever the wind blows, whatever the uh, the magazine needs. I don't I don't necessarily uh, have to do a you know every every game kind of thing. So um, I just more try and contribute where they need me. 
So you uh, you said you didn't contribute much during the Gallagher years. That man really went through a lot. He didn't have Mr. Blues hat. He had the awful Blues teams. What do you have against Gallagher? <laughs> Uh, I, I think, like I said, it, it's it's more of the reflection of the state of the team than uh, than on Gallagher himself. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just, uh, I guess he had poor luck of the draw. Yep, I guess so. Uh, so, again, you've been a season ticket holder for a very long time, um, and you've seen some pretty rough and some great Blues teams. Last year, 2016, I'm sorry, 2017, 2018, Pretty rough year for Blues fans. Would you say that in the Doug Armstrong era, that was the most frustrating team to watch? It, it was very frustrating from the standpoint of, you know, you come out of the gate gangbusters and, and you bolt up to the, the top of the, the, the standings and you think, well, gee, there's really no way we can screw this up and miss the playoffs. <laughs> And, uh, gee, wouldn't you know, they they found a way to mess it up and, and miss the playoffs. So uh, anytime you don't make the playoffs, uh, it, it's frustrating. You know, was this a, a, a really good team? Um, I mean, honestly, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think at the beginning of the season, I was among the people that said, you know, this is a – this is an iffy playoff team at best. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Um, it's just the the way that they went about it made it really maddening. But, you know, it would be a pretty close tie between uh, this team and the 14-15 the team that uh, was first in the central and then got booted in the first round. Um, had, had a little, little bit more sense of uh, accomplishment in that team uh, expected them maybe to go a little further and then to get bounced is, is pretty frustrating so uh take, take your pick on either of those two years so entering december they were battling for the top spot in the uh, in the nhl were you a believer at that point or were you just kind of waiting for them for the blues to become the blues well, I, I don't think there's any anybody that would predict that they uh, they sucked with such a loud sound as as they did after that. Um, I certainly, um, you know, thirty years as a Blues fan, um, you try and not get overconfident because usually it doesn't end up great. Um, so yeah, I I thought they would. Uh, at least come back to the mean, as it were. Um, but I, at, at that point, uh, I really didn't think they would miss the playoffs, but uh, they were able to do it. So kudos to them. <laughs> they, uh, they, they met their expectations. Yeah. Uh, so, so what was in your eyes? I mean, there was a lot of weaknesses, a lot of issues in the team. What was the glaring weakness for the Blues this season? Uh, goaltending has to be the the biggest question spot. You know, it's, uh, does Allen have the ability? Um, I think technically he does, but there's clearly something there between his ears. That's, uh, not allowing him to, to take it and run with it. You know, not, not to say that, that Allen is, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Waugh or anything, but, um, you know, I think he's got enough ability to, to, uh, backstop this team to um, at least 
pretty deep into the playoffs if, if, if he could keep his head on straight. But, uh, you know, that's the, that's the big question right now. Uh, so that, that was certainly frustrating. I mean, I think the other frustrating thing is, is, you know, we just don't, you know, we've got Tarasenko, Shen obviously has contributed, but whether it's through injuries or whether, whether it's through, uh, you know, Doug Armstrong only signing third liners, you know, we just don't have those really solid top two lines that stay together for more than two weeks. Um, that certainly doesn't, doesn't help our, uh, our chances as a playoff team. So kind of a twofold question here. You mentioned the, the goaltending was a weakness and something they may want to look to improve. So do you think Jake Allen's the type of goalie that could benefit from what they call a change in scenery? And uh, do you think they will do that this year? And what do you think the goaltending is going to look like? Well, you can never say never because if you look at the Laterra situation, you you can unload <laughs> undesirable people if you try hard enough. Um, that's a, that's a tough question. I mean, because you know, think think of it on the other side. If you were another GM, would you take a chance on this guy? Uh, he's he's not making elite money, you know, but he's making making decent money that that you know makes a contract. I won't say hard to move, but you, you may uh, reduce the number of teams that, that would take a look at him. Um, and then besides that, it's, you know, the, the annual mental vacation that he takes. Um, you know, do you roll the dice that the change of scenery fixes that? Or do you, you know, trust your staff enough to be able to guide him through that? Um, if we were able to secure another number one, I would certainly entertain moving him. But uh, I if it were me, if I, if I was sitting in Armstrong's chair, um, I would probably ride him out, but make sure I had a, uh, an NHL capable, uh, backup. Um, that means not bringing in, you know, uh, one of these younger guys to, to ride in the saddle, uh, cause then you're just an injury away from a rookie carrying the team, uh, which is, um, never a good thing to bank on. So off air, you and I have talked about the blue center depth and how it's obviously needs to be a area of concern to be addressed this summer. John Tavares is the big name that everybody's been talking about. And I think it's been mentioned every show of the summer that, Hey, they need to get Tavares. But if that doesn't happen, uh, what direction do you see the blues going? Is there another free agent you could see them grabbing trade uh, or yeah. even, even a young kid they could bring up to fill a center position? I hear Mike Hoffman might be available cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so for some, for some reason his, his value has gone down. Has he, has he been in the news for some reason? I, you I, know, I, I don't pay attention to fake news, so I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's, I understand when you do, you know, radio shows and podcasts and it's, it's like, well, you know, let's, let's find the answer. But unfortunately, GMing is, uh, is always more difficult. I mean, sure, you can see all the free agents out there and those are easy gets, but, uh, you know, that doesn't preclude Armstrong making a trade with somebody. I mean, there's, you know, a number of, of number one or, you know, high number two centers that are out there that he can make a trade for. So, um, Something needs to be done. You know, I don't think Tavares is, is going to going to come to St. Louis. Um, you know, he may, he may end up staying put. Uh, who knows? But uh, 
um, something has to be done um, to, to shore up those uh, those first two lines. Um, and again, depending on who he has to give up to, to get the center, um, changes the complexion of what the first two two lines look at. But I mean, however he does it, we need two solid lines up front. So I think your least favorite player in team, I'm going to guess Patrick Kane and Chicago Blackhawks. What about all time? Yeah, I'm, that's it's, <laughs> it's it's pretty easy to hate uh, on, on a number of reasons. I mean, you know, there's there's been a lot of you know agitators and uh, and guys you don't like. I mean, uh, um. You know, Patrick Waugh was always kind of a kind of a weird guy. Uh, Ed, Ed Belfour is probably up there too. Uh, so, um, but you know, uh, in, in the recent generation, I think uh, Patrick Kane is going to run away with that one pretty pretty handily. I think everybody listening to the show agrees with you. Uh, How can you not? Outside of the Chicago area, I mean, I, I think he's pretty universally hated despite what Gatorade wants to throw at you. Oh my, is it not so annoying to keep seeing him in NHL commercials and, and Gatorade commercials? It's like, come on. It's obvious. No one in Chicago wants to know, see this guy. It's, it's, it's so tone deaf. I mean, I understand that, you know, if you would talk to them, they'd go, well, he was never convicted of anything. True. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence and, uh, and quite frankly, he just he looks like a terrible dude. So <laughs> yes, he does, and he's just not a he's just not a likable person. No. The way he acted in NHL events when he was younger, it's just. I remember yeah. there was one. I think it was an NHL award show where he had two girls on each arm, and they're like, "Oh, Patrick Kane living the lifestyle," and it's like that's what you want to portray to fans. He he just seems like the 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 you know little rich kid that was good at sports and was never told no growing up and now he's got an eleven million dollar contract and uh, can can buy the silence of the, the people that he rapes. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, a, did I say that out loud? No, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Alleg- oh, I, yeah, allegedly. Yes, sorry. <laughs> you, you may want to fix that in post, too. Yeah, right. I'll fix that one, too. We'll see how that goes. Do, do, do you need a clear take? Wait. Allegedly. Yeah, you know what? We, we're going to have to record the whole thing again. <laughs> What's yeah. your real name? I can't tell you that. Oh, man. I thought I could sneak it in there and you'd have to tell me. Uh, well, okay. I mean, you know, we're, we're friends, you know, we, we, you know, we've got a pretty good relationship. Don't worry. Nobody listens to this show. Well, that's true. I don't have to worry about anybody listening to this show. So, yep. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, you ready? Oh, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Right. Here it comes. Patrick Perdland. Oh, are you an evil twin? I I can't say anymore. I've I've really already divulged too much. Are you from Sweden or yeah. Finland? Uh, maybe I'm a Swedenadian. <laughs> oh man, I, this is exclusive stuff here, folks. You two people listening heard it here first. That's probably that, that's my mom and Kirk Price. That's the only people listening. And and Crest Yep. Oh, of course. Crest Dade. He listens every episode. 
He's he's going to guest host for me a couple times if you can find him. <laughs> well, he is busy being an engineer somewhere. Oh, I didn't really gather that he liked trains that much. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on, Mr. Blues Hat. Um, I, I know, obviously, you're on Twitter. You can find him at Mr. Blues Hat. Are you on any other social media where people can find you? Uh, Tinder? No. Um... <laughs> Grinder. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I think I have a Facebook page that I post to about, uh, you know, once a quarter, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Twitter is primarily going to be the, the place you're going to find me. Okay, cool. And uh, if when when you contribute to St. Louis Game Time, do you use the name Mr. Blues Hat? I do, indeed. Okay, well, there you go. Well, thank you, sir. It's a lot of fun having you on. We'll have to do this again uh, maybe before the season starts. Absolutely. We'll have to go out and get a few beers. I agree. And uh, next time you can talk to Kurt and Bill. They're much better than me. And better looking. That's It hurts, but it's true. Yeah, well, you know, and I had to turn the, the video off on, on the uh, podcast here. So. <laughs> I can't uh, look at this guy. It was just too distracting. I know. I know it is. That's what that's what my wife tells me. That's why I have to wear a bag over my head at home. <laughs> uh, too much information. About we it. went there. We went there. No. There's another one for post. Just just, that's, just cut that. We are going to have to record this whole thing over. <laughs> yeah, at least once. All right. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. No problem. Thanks for having me on. So I again want to thank Mr. Patrick Perglund a.k.a. Mr. Blue's Hat, for coming on the show and talking with me about how his Twitter account started and, and uh, you know, all of his thoughts on the blues and everything we discussed. It was a lot of fun. It's always fun talking to him, even though he's a uh, he's just such a jerk. I just can't help but love the man. So thank you again for coming on. It was a lot of fun. We might even have to have him on again before the season starts just because um, I think he's a... A great guy to talk to, even though I like to disagree with that statement on Twitter. If you ever to bring that up with me on Twitter, I'll tell you, that's not true. I don't like that guy. He's he's awful. want to thank uh, Smash and Gene Ackman as well for the Let's Go Blues song. Also, would be remiss if I didn't mention the late Johnny Johnson with that awesome piano solo that you heard in the open. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, the show's Twitter can be found at LGB Radio. Uh, Kurt Price, the usual host of this show, is at Kurt Price. That's Kurt with a C. Bill Day, uh, the guy who kind of goes back and forth with me on what we don't like about the team, <laughs> uh, at Billy Blue Note. And you can find me, Jeff Ponder, at jponder94. Big guest for next week's show, and I'm very excited about it. Dan P. Kelly. Not Dan Kelly Jr. Uh, that If you actually look into it, uh, Dan Patrick Kelly is my next guest's name. And the Dan Kelly, the famous announcer from uh, Blues Lore, his name was actually Patrick Daniel Kelly. So uh, he is not a junior, but the son of Dan Kelly brother of John Kelly, former uh, blues announcer from the 90s, current Chicago Fire of the MLS, 
uh, voice of the Chicago Fire, and then also has done work for the Blue Jackets, the Blackhawks, uh, the University of Denver. He's been all over the place. So I am very excited to have him on the show next week. So that is something you will not want to miss. Just uh, an awesome interview that I was able to talk to him extensively about his career and and just covering the blues what that was like for him being a uh, st louis kid so that was uh, a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to getting that interview out next week well again thank you for listening to the show i hope you enjoyed it thanks again to mr blues hat for coming on i will talk to you hopefully in about a week's time with the next episode of let's go blues radio Please, please.